information, interviews, debates, and discussion, plus an occasional rant with Bob Slider behind the board. This is the Watchdog Morning Show with Howard Monroe. It's the last time that I'll tell you just how much I really care. This is the last song I'll ever sing for you. You come looking for the light, and it won't be there, but I love As Edward Bear is the last song here at 719 on the Watchdog Morning Show as we start our uh, Bumper Music Monday with uh, some breakup songs today, I think, right? Yeah, a little uh, breaking up is hard to do, Howard. Ba -bum, ba -bum, bum, ba -bum, bum, bum, breaking up is hard to do. Neil Sedaka sang that once. 72 at the Wheeling, Ohio County Airport, 69 at the Highland, 68 in Elm Grove, and 70 here at the Robinson Auto Group Studios downtown Wheeling in the heart of the Ohio Valley. Brad McElhinney with us from Metro News. Good morning, Brad. Oh, hi. Good morning, Howard. You know, I, 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 I say this in seriousness. I feel a little bit bad because the governor has asked us, you and me and Hoppy and, and Stephen Adams and, and Mark, all the rest of The governor has asked us all to step back and stop picking on his family businesses. And, oh, man. And yeah. here, here, we, here I go picking on his business again. But I, I feel like we have to, but kind of feel like, kind of feel sad that I can't do what the governor wants me to do. <laughs> it's our duty. It's our duty. Yes. Uh, Stephen Adams of the Ogden newspapers had a story over the weekend about some of the the, ta the tax and and payment problems of the governor's businesses. And I said, you know, we're not supposed to do this. That's what I said on Twitter. But, you know, here we are. We are but, you step know, back. Step back, I think is the phrase. Step back. We need to step back. But they're... They just keep coming, so what do you do? <laughs> we previewed this story a week or so ago, or maybe longer, you and I did. The governor had some properties that were going to go up for auction uh, because of pro lack of payment of property taxes. And we all have heard here about sheriff's auctions or foreclosures or what have you. Many of us may have gone through them. We read them in the paper every quarter or whatever. The following property is up for sale. So now the auctions have occurred. The governor has lost some property. Yeah, you know, and that's why I thought, despite the governor's plea to knock it off, I, I thought, well, you know, we, we left it there, but these sales were upcoming, and it only makes sense to go back and see what happened. Like, theoretically, the governor or his, um, his, his financial folks could have paid the taxes on these properties at the last second, and, you know, that would have been worth reporting. All right, well, they made good on it. It's, it's fine. He's still got the property. Well— Upon looking, that that is not what has happened so far. They indeed were sold about a hundred properties. Okay, about a hundred properties specifically in the governor's name, James C. Justice II, were sold at auction in Raleigh and McDowell counties. There there were other properties of justice businesses, uh, Bluestone Coal, National Coal, and others. Uh, Dozens of those that were also sold, and I've mentioned them, but, you know, one of the governor's asks of us was, leave my, leave my family's businesses alone. His, his kids, Jay and Jill, are running those, and they're doing the best they can. They'll make good on them. So he, he has asked, leave those alone. But it, it's so commingled, it's hard. Anyway, I focused on the ones specifically 
in the name of James C. Justice, and they're not in his possession anymore. They they sold to a variety of entities. The 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 auditor's rules. A couple of things. These went into default about two years ago. So there's been all kinds of time to make good on the taxes already. But even still, the the, the prior owner of the properties could come in still and, and make good on the taxes and get them back. So there's it gives you every chance in the world. Brad, I know what the properties went for, and but I, I don't know exactly what the property taxes that were due were. The point I'm trying to get to is it really couldn't have been that much, right? I mean, the property taxes, given that he owes millions of dollars to banks and in fines and everything else, really the property tax on these properties couldn't have been that much. No, I, I counted up what the the original value was listed by the counties, and it came up to the, the lots for justice, James C. Justice. About $75,000. Now, I was looking this morning, and it looks like some of those lots sold for more than what they were listed. It's, it's a little bit of a challenge because there's gotcha. so many and so much math. But, um, but you know, about 75000 And if you had at one point been the state's only billionaire, you would think that would be affordable to you. So it's, it's a real puzzle about what the financial standing is for James C. Justice II. My question, and, my question to you would be, and I guess your answer is it's a puzzle, my question to you would be, why would he let these, for this relatively small amount of money, heck, I could pay that. Why would the governor let that go up for auction? Isn't, isn't paying $75,000, Just we'll just use that as the number, it might be a little bit higher, a little bit less, isn't paying $75,000 worth it to get the story off the front page? You would think so. And to have, you know, the future value of the properties, the, the companies have other debts, uh, right. one of which is trying to pay off what, what remains of Credit Suisse, which in itself has been bought up. Uh, so I, I would think so. And it's also... Well, a couple things. You know, I think it's important to point out that these are property taxes that were owed. Um, McDowell, Wyoming, and Raleigh County are not the richest counties ever. The money for property taxes goes mainly to schools, but to other local government services. So even though it's relatively a small amount, you would think, for West Virginia's only billionaire, it's money that, that counts locally toward the upkeep of the school system. So it's it's just I I agree with you. It's it's an odd situation, and I I did think it was important to go back and look to see what happened because justice and his businesses have gotten in this position in other counties before, and they have gone in and once alerted to the debt they've paid. Sometimes at the last second, but they've paid. That's not been the case here. Again, it just thoroughly confuses me. I get the big bills. The, the Credit Suisse, the, um, uh, the, the, the federal fines, those kinds of things. Because those numbers are big numbers, it's not easy to dig around the couch cushions and find money to pay those, especially if, as some suggest, his finances are dwindling. But $75,000, it just, it just, I don't get it. I, I truly don't get it. I, just, forget, the, forget the future value of the property. I would just think $75,000 is worth 
the saving yourself from having Howard and Brad talk about it on the radio again? You, you would think. One one thing that I, I theorize but don't know. So, all right, this is this is conjecture based on observation of all of these. Um, there there are a couple of major situations with lenders. Uh, one is the former Credit Suisse, and it got so bad that, that Justice and his family were exploring selling many of their properties. And a side note, if, if you were thinking about selling them, so that you would then have the value to pay off the creditor what you owe, Credit Suisse or, or whatever owns it now. But instead, they go up for auction, and that value is not yours anymore. Like yeah. those things don't really go together very well. Right. So, so anyway, a big debt to Credit Suisse or whatever owns it anymore. Another lender, Carter Banks, is going after the justices for three hundred million dollars. And so it appears to me that those sources of financial fluidity, loans, big loans, they, they appear to have dried up in a dramatic and intense manner. And if you don't have that, then is it a cause and effect that you no longer can pay the smaller debts that, that Howard and I are talking about? Um, nobody has spelled that out in a court document or anywhere else. It's just, you know, from observation, you know, a bunch of things are going on. And if you don't have the availability of cash from these lenders, and at the same time, you're unable to pay a variety of other things, it, it stands to reason that the things are connected. Several of the attorneys for some of the folks now bringing action against him have begun now recently to raise the question, does he even have the money? And certainly this $75,000 thing would be, I mean, that would, that would be a great question. What, you don't even have $75,000? I, I can't remember who it was, but one of the attorneys said, you know, is, is, he, is he near bankruptcy? I'm not saying that. I'm just saying that that's what's been said by some of these attorneys who are looking at the, the fact that they, they just can't seem to pay their bills. I believe uh, they're talking about, the company having shuffled monies, the companies, different companies shuffling money around. They're doing on-time payments. When cash comes into one company, they move it to wherever it is needed to pay in other companies. Again, these are things that some of the attorneys are saying. Um, but you've got to begin to wonder about that. You're right. And, you know, some of these are, are sort of lower-profile court cases, where that issue is raised, one is a company called Five Mile that's been in court with justice since 2012. Another is this company X Coal that there's been more written about yeah. and focused on lately. But in both of those, they're, they, they are owed the money by justices. It's, it's already gone to court and been litigated. And the question is, well, where is the money? Do you have the means to pay? And that's how these things come out. In the five-mile case, Justice's own attorneys have said, you know, the companies don't have the money. And so, they're, you know, the question in court is an exploration of, well, it's, it's 100 companies in the, in the family corporate network. Is there anything anywhere? And this is the lingering question. Is there anything? I, it, to me, you know, we, we follow politics. It's an interesting political question because – uh, Justice, at least originally, made his political bones by saying, "I'm a business guy. I done done it," and I'm a billionaire. He was, 
he, he's the, he, I'm a billionaire. He's the, the Greenbrier owner. Now he's, he's got this high-profile Senate campaign, and he says these things are being used against him. But also, is there, is there a practical and human nature effect? If you're a guy who has a reputation for being a, a business guy, but you can't pay your bills, but you are also asking people to donate to your campaign. <laughs> How can Brad Howard into our own pockets and, and pay, you know, whatever for right. your campaign right. when you're in this situation? Yeah, that's, that's, that's a good point. There is another story uh, fairly recently floating around. It's not a property story, but it's health care premiums. A judge has ordered his companies, and again, it's a relatively small amount of money, but a judge has ordered the, the companies to pay health care premiums to retired minors. Mm -hmm. This was a case where it's required by the federal government for uh, the, the kinds of coal businesses that justice owns uh, to pay for those, those health care premiums for the retired minors. And in this case, there is there's a minor or a handful of minors representing the group. And it, again, is not a large amount of money. Uh, the judge ordered the payment of $109,000 for the, the premiums themselves from July 15, 2017 through just this past May 15, 2023. Just, just $109,000, which would be expensive to me and Howard, but, you know, this is these are coal companies we're talking about. Uh, plus, plus some money on interest and, and attorney's fees and everything else. And it's it's just amazing that you know that they're in the, the situation on this. You know, and getting back to what the governor said, he, he said we we always make do on on what we owe, and you've got to just be patient. And this is another case where, you know, it's it's a social contract and a requirement of the federal government, but they're trying to collect on debt from 2017. You know, um, for coal miners, you and I and uh, Stephen and I have frequently talked about and Hoppy says this often. The fact that the governor doesn't pay his bills is kind of something that we've known for a long time, uh, for better or ill. And either we think it's a bad thing or a good thing. But I don't know that the additional information about not paying taxes and so on or, or not, not paying his loans. I don't know that that's going to make a difference in a in a campaign. But executive producer Bob Slider here has frequently pointed out that when it turns to talking about the people who work for him, it might become a little bit different. And that's what I'm talking about here. These health care. The, governor, uh, the governor's companies have not paid health care premiums to retired minors. Now we're talking about people, not property. Uh, that might resonate more. And if we hear more of these kind of stories, that might become more of a political liability for him. Yeah, you know, and it's coming at them from both sides. This, this particular issue, owing on the health care benefits for retired minors, he, he's getting hit by Club for Growth, which is going to bat for Alex Mooney, the right. other most prominent can, candidate in the Republican Senate campaign. But they've got an ad that hasn't gone into a lot of play yet, but it says they did backbreaking work mining coal for Jim Justice. How did Justice repay them? That's the thing. He didn't. So they're going after him. Right. Meanwhile, on the other side, the Democratic Party in West Virginia, Mike Pushkin, uh, put out a statement on Friday saying that it's a failure of Jim Justice's coal companies to fulfill their obligations under the 
union retiree benefit plan. So, you know, horseshoe effect, he's getting nailed on both sides. And it's easy to sympathize, I think, with those retired miners who have been guaranteed their health care. And one of the elements of it is just not paying, being forced to by a judge. Governor said uh, in one of your stories I read, it's easy to catch a lot of arrows because you're a public official. Well, yes. (laughs) I mean, yes. That's what happens. That's why a lot of people don't want to become public officials, because suddenly your your personal matters and your family finances get, uh, you know, get attention that maybe you you really you really don't want to have. So um, for a guy who was a billionaire and for a guy who uh, claims to be this powerful executive and a guy who is governor of the state, um, in some ways, he really has a thin skin, does he not? You know, we did not ask him any questions about his finances during the most recent briefing. The, the stories were out there, but we didn't say, you know, how, how are you dealing with this? What's going on? But he spent the last 12 minutes, his conclusion, telling us to back off, saying that that these are largely businesses that he has handed off to his son and daughter, saying that he believes there is an attack by by the Biden administration, by the liberal media, all, all trying to make him look bad because the stakes are so high. I, I would counter that if you are already the governor and you're aiming to be a U.S. senator, yes, you're going to be under scrutiny. But also those those come with an even greater degree of social obligation. So the governor of the state who went around last year campaigning on on the premise that property taxes are very important to local governments. I'm talking about the Amendment 2 talk. Yeah, that's true. Property taxes are very important to local governments. They depend on that oxygen. And then you, the governor, have your name on properties up for auction because the property taxes have not been made good. Well, you know, you're going to be under some scrutiny if you're in that position. That does not look Uh, good. If you are a if you are a Senate candidate and your businesses are not paying the federally federally required health care premiums for retired minors, that might be a point of contention too. I, 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 I would think I would think so. Well, I'm trying really hard not to be you know, I'm trying to trying to be kind as much as I can, but there's no way to avoid talking about these stories. So there you go. Uh, Brad, I gotta let you go. Listen, can I can I just talk to just talk to you personally just for a quick second? Yeah, let's just have a private. Talk. Yeah, well, listen. Will you will you ask Copy if there's any openings down there at Metro News, because well, because apparently, apparently the 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 Watchdog Morning Show team got motivated by the Russian incursion over the weekend, and I believe they're telling me that they're preparing to mutiny against me. And I'm not sure it, what will happen if they do. So I'm just trying to cover my bases. You understand what I'm saying, Hop? If if the team, if the team, you know, decides to act upon it, and if it's if it's any longer lived than the Russian incursion was, uh, oh boy, I could I could be in trouble. Oh, so man. just you know, I'm just. So what you need to do is send Bob off to St. Clairsville, and then <laughs> and then merge the rest of the mercenary team into uh, your existing army. There we go. And you just hold up for a few days yeah. and it'll all be fine. I'm just I'm just it's just between you and me. I just I'm just trying to cover my bases just in case they in case they the, the in case they drive me out. I gotta 
Got to see see what I can do. All right. What, hey, what Brad, I would do actually is buy breakfast for all of them, and then they'll. <laughs> there we go. Now <laughs> you're talking, Brad. That was one of our demands. <laughs> With this gang, food is an easy buyout. You know, you're right. Yeah. All right, Brad. I appreciate your time this morning, as always. Thanks a lot. We'll talk again soon. I'm sure. Thanks, Howard. Brad McElhenney from Metro News checking in this morning. Hopefully he's got a job down there in case in case in case the these guys turn against me. Although the people are speaking on my behalf, right, Karen? You got you, the people are speaking on my behalf. For sure. No, no, you got you got a text saying that. that, that oh uh, yeah, my mom said that I really need to pass my internship class, so this whole revolution needs to wait till next week. <laughs> <laughs> All right. At least till Thursday. Seven forty twenty till the hour. Adams up next. Good Monday morning, everyone. 